Abundance of love, abundance of grace. Now to that cross, you took my place. Oh God, you paid my ransom. My ransom. Abundant Life Christian Fellowship Church. Loving God, loving people. Now, here's Pastor Scott. In 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 21, you can turn there in your Bibles if you want to. I'm going to read two verses of Scripture, and then I am going to pray and deliver what God has put in my heart to preach. In 1 Thessalonians 5, 21, the Bible says, Prove all things. Hold fast to that which is good. Abstain from all appearance of evil. I want to preach to you a message that I typically preach this time of year from the title, What About Halloween? Pray with me. God, thank you for your word. Thank you for always having a right, ready answer. God, I pray for for clarity this morning. I pray that you'd anoint me to say things that would honor you. God, I pray for people who think that they've heard this message before but haven't heard what you want them to hear today, that you would give us ears to hear you. I pray for everyone under the sound of my voice, God, that your word would go forth with power in Jesus' name. Amen. Let me say up front and foremost, this is my least favorite sermon that I preach. My favorite, I've got about four sermons that I try to mix in every year or at least every other year. Um, one, without fail, my favorite, uh, one of my favorite messages is uh, the Sunday morning closest to July 15th. I always preach a message titled, I haven't always been like this. And I talk about how I got saved and um, share with you how you can get saved for real too. Um, and, and, and I love sharing my personal testimony. Uh, my, my favorite sermon every year, and I don't know why, it just, it just is, is Palm Sunday. I love uh, reading the scripture surrounding Palm Sunday. I, I think the reason why is because my king is finally getting his due and, and getting the praise that he deserves from the people that uh, he has told uh, to stay quiet. Now he's letting them finally shout his praises, and I just love that message. This message here, and I don't always hit on this, but I just felt led by God this week to share with you the truth from God's word. So let, let, let's, let's, look at, let's look at the scripture one more time before I get into this. In 1 Thessalonians 5.21, this is a command to believers. And God said, prove all things, hold fast to that which is good. The life of the believer is a life of examination. The life of a believer is the life of checking it out. The life of a believer is that of trying to see what is right and what is wrong. And I want to tell you something. People don't like that. People don't like that. You want to get enemies? Start telling somebody what they're doing wrong. You, you want to find somebody be upset with you? I tell you all the time, what's the Bible say? If you correct a foolish person, they will hate you. But if you correct a wise person, they will love you. So the scripture tells us to prove all things. We got to examine everything and hold on to that which is good. Verse 22 says, abstain from all appearance of evil unless it's a whole lot of fun and you really like it more than you should and you decide to do it anyway no matter what God thinks about it. That is not what the Bible says. 
The Bible says, abstain from all appearance of evil. Now, here's the reality. If we were honest enough in this room and everybody really wanted to obey God, follow the truth, and fall on the altar and repent, we could just spend the rest of this sermon praying for America. Because no other nation is burdened by this evil holiday the way America is. But we got too many people uh, that, that are, are sold out to their own theories and their own doctrines. I mean, common sense ought to say abstain from all appearance of evil. Do you know Halloween right now is, is battling to become uh, uh, the second most favorite holiday in America? Anybody know what the first most favorite holiday in America is? Christmas has lost out to Thanksgiving. I guess food's better on Thanksgiving. See, when America was a nation that wanted to put God in the mix, uh, then, you know, Christmas was, was high. But you got Christmas, depending on which survey you look at, you got Christmas and Thanksgiving rivaling for number one and number two. Uh, I, I'll give you a hint. If you've listened to anything I've said, you're going to answer this next question right. Guess what is the third most popular holiday in America? Hmm. Because it doesn't, that's just ridiculous. Because it doesn't appear uh, to enough people to be evil, and the Bible says to abstain from all appearance of evil. Let me just hit you with some facts and we'll get into the word. Uh, you, you've seen what's happened to our nation over the last, how long has it been? Six months uh, with coronavirus. Shutting things down, opening things back up. When they decided, and I'm sending, my son goes to brick and mortar school every day. When they decided to open the schools back up, I had to scratch my head and think, what changed? Did we get a vaccine I don't know about? Did, did people stop catching coronavirus? Did, did, did the numbers go down? No, the numbers are still up. The, the reporting is still up. Uh, but they, it's safe enough to send the kids back to school, but it ain't safe enough to open up all the businesses. Okay, so we got a lot of different things at work. We got a lot of different things going on. But in spite of all the shutting down churches, mandating that churches only meet with so many people, mandating that restaurants only have so many people in it, mandating that you can't go to get certain hair salons, certain times, gymnasiums, all that different stuff. I'm happy to report that COVID has had a negative impact on how many people are going to participate in Halloween in 2020. But not enough. Because it's down, it's significant, it's down from over 70% of Americans that typically, 70% of Americans typically participate in Halloween, in spite of what the scripture says. This year, uh, they estimate National Retail Federation, based on numbers that have already been spent, estimate that roughly 60% of all Americans are still going. Listen, you can't go to church, but you can let 1,500 little children come to your door and hand them out candy? You're worried that your child is going to catch something at school, but you're going to dress them up like a witch and send them to strangers' houses? That's something that ought to make you go, hmm. So roughly 60% of Americans still say they're going to plan to participate in Halloween in spite of the coronavirus. Uh, the National Retail Federation estimates, based on current spending models, that over $8 billion will be spent this year on Halloween. Let the government, now y'all know, I love America. Y'all know I'm prior service. Y'all know I'm pro-military. Let the government go spend $500 million on a new fighter jet. Let 
uh, Deacon West Navy, which I did not participate in because I'm prior Army, let the Navy go ahead and do a $500 million rehaul on an aircraft carrier and listen to everybody say, that's just a shame. Why we got to spend so much money on aircraft carriers? Why, do, why has the government got to spend all that money? You know what $500 million could do for, for, for people that need it? Okay, well, spiral back your $500 million I hate America in the military speech and hear what I said again. $8 billion, $8 billion going to be spent on this devil's holiday. $8 billion. That is $500 million times 16. Y'all don't want to hear me. $8 billion going to come out of people's pocket between now and the end of the month. Uh, the, uh, in, I'll quote the source for you. Look it up. Fact check me. Investopedia, you go straight there. They, they run statistics on everything. They, they've got it down to the penny. The average American is going to spend $92.12 on Halloween this year. Now, I don't know if you got extra $92 just laying around that you don't need. Oh, $92.12. I don't know if you got an extra $92.12 you just, just, didn't just need to toss off into the garbage can. Uh, but there's a bucket under, underneath uh, Deacon West right now. If you got an extra $92.12, I, I got a better place that you can spend it. We hear people talking about being broke. The average person, over 70% of Americans, uh, economists tell us, couldn't come up with $500 in an emergency for a life-saving operation to save their child without getting the money from somebody else. Don't have $500 in the bank, but going to take $92 and spend it. Uh, oh, $92 and what? 12 cents uh, to spend it on this thing. That, and listen, no other nation participates in Halloween the way the United States of America does. And it's not an American holiday. No other nation goes out the way that we do. Uh, adults are, even in spite of the coronavirus, are getting costumes this year in record-topping numbers. And the five costumes that top this year, the list this year for adults are almost identical every year. They ain't gonna surprise anybody. Anybody want to know uh, what, what adults are going to dress up like? Number one, witches. It's fun. Number two, vampires. It's just fun. It's not evil. Witches and vampires. I tell you what, if I had a witch and a vampire, I'd send them to your house. If you tell me that it's not evil, I just want you to hang out with a few of them for a hot minute. And let's witches, vampires. Uh, where, where we go? Which the third one makes no sense. A cat. I'm guessing that, huh? Well, don't say that in front of cat people. Uh, don't tell say it in front of cat people. Um. Now I'm going to guess that's mainly females dressing up as cats. Listen, bruh, you dress up like a cat. Well, oh, here's one for a man. Number four. Batman. Number four coming in. I guess that's, you know, every man, his wife dressing up like a cat. Oh, well, she's cat woman. He's Batman. Okay, I'm piecing this together as I'm looking at it. 
Okay, so you start with Witch Vampire, you ease off into Cat Batman, and fifth place this year is a ghost. Now, let me ask you this. How do you dress up like a ghost? Now, the black woman said, put a sheet over you. What you doing, girl? What kind of clubs you part of? Got a pointy hat with that? Okay. Most people have not seen a ghost to know what a ghost looks like. But I'm going to tell you what, Casper, the friendly ghost. Let me tell you, ghosts ain't friendly. And they don't come dressed up like Casper. But this is what America has sold its money to. And the Bible says, where your money is, that's where your heart is. For some of y'all that don't believe that, let me give it to you in a more biblical pattern. Uh, where, where, where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. Okay, for some of y'all literal, uh, you need to hear it uh, word for word. You spend money on what you love. And America spends more money on Halloween than they do on Easter. Let me just let you know this. This, this is shameful. America spends more money on Halloween than it does on Mother's Day. That ought, that ought to just rock your world right there. Um, and and because, you know, pe people ought to love moms. Uh, I, I, I love my, my mama in church today. She just moved back to Jacksonville, Florida. Y'all come on, give God praise for a church mother back in the, back in the fold. Um, but these are the costumes people are spending money on. Ephesians 5.11 commands us this. Have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather reprove them. You got people walking down the sidewalk. Oh, you little, you, the, your little boy's dressed up. Uh, that's so cool. How, how'd you get the blood to look so real on it? Just walking around having fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness. The Bible says don't do that. Reprove them. Tell them it's wrong. And this is my least favorite sermon of the year because some of y'all already got your Halloween decorations up. Some of y'all going to do haunted houses and horror stories regardless. Some of y'all are, 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 are going to participate no matter what the Bible says because you're going to do you when the Bible tells us plainly to abstain from all appearance of evil. Let me get into some history for you real quick. Halloween, the term is the older spelling of Halloween, and it's short for all hallow evening. It's the evening before all Saints Day or All Hallows Day. In Ireland, the, the name All Hallows Eve, often shortened to Hallow Eve, where it started over across the pond, Hallow Eve, we just changed to Halloween because, you know, Americans can't speak English. When people say, what's the national language of America? Listen, I'm going to help you. It's American. I lived in England. I went to school in England. Uh, we don't speak English. We try to, but we put our own twist on it. Amen? And so we changed uh, ha that, that pronunciation to a more Americanized pronunciation. The holiday was a religious festivity in northern European pagan traditions that dealt with sacrifices to false gods. And Pope Gregory III uh, Pope of the Roman Catholic Church moved the old Christian feast of All Saints Day to November 1st 
uh, to put it closer to Halloween so Halloween could have some type of Christian interpretation. I want to tell you something. I am not opposed to the Roman Catholic Church. I believe the majority of things we know historically uh, about the early foundation of the church was preserved by the Catholic Church. I'm not anti-Catholic. People ask me, do I believe Catholics can be saved? I believe anybody that's born again is saved. Uh, but let me tell you what the Catholic Church has done. They have dirtied up every pagan holiday and tried to drag it into the church. Study Christmas. Look why people use trees for Christmas. Study Easter. Look why people use bunnies and eggs for Easter. Study all these things and find out none of it has anything to do with Christ. The church just decided money grab. That's the way we can, that's the way we can monetize these pagan festivals. And so Pope Gregory III monetized All Saints Day, moved it to the day after Halloween uh, to, to try to make it uh, seem some type of Christian way to get money off it. Halloween was originally also called Pookie Night. Please do not name your child Pookie. Study where Pookie comes from. Listen, I know some of y'all want to be full of flavor when you name your child John, Mark, and Steve. Just, just a little too easy for you. Uh, uh, but listen, Pookie has a, uh, any name, study any name. The Bible says a good name rather to be chosen than, than much riches. Pookie comes from the uh, false god of Ireland, Puka, which was the mischievous spirit that went around causing trouble. And that's why mama don't want you hanging out with Ray Ray Pookie and them. You got a buddy named Pookie? Let me tell you something. You want to know how somebody picks up the name Pookie? Hey, I'm going to holler at Pookie. Pookie doing dirt. I know a Pookie that is saved, sanctified, fire baptized, filled with the Holy Ghost. Okay, well, Pookie picked a bad name then. Halloween's often associated with the occult. Many European cultural traditions hold that Halloween is one of the most mystical times of the year when the spirit world can make contact with the physical world when magic is most potent. This is the witch's holiday every year. I showed y'all a picture. I couldn't bring myself to put the picture of the witch on the screen that I showed y'all last year. Uh, the transgender uh, man pretended to be a woman witch uh, that was being featured last year on every Jacksonville magazine and was teaching children in public libraries and getting paid by Jacksonville to go into public libraries and educate our children on the glory of Halloween. If you don't understand that Halloween is tied to witches and the occult, then you haven't been sleeping, uh, you haven't been paying attention, and I want to tell you that too many Christians don't take the occult seriously. If you believe that there is light, there has to be dark. If you believe there's a God, there has to be a devil. If you believe there is good, there has to be evil. Some of y'all have heard the story uh, about uh, several years ago when a total stranger that I had never heard of called me on the phone uh, and was trying to get one of his friends out of the occult. Uh, it was a man by the name of Jess LeVay. His father is Anton LeVay, who wrote the Satanic Bible. And Jess LeVay, I don't know how this dude, odd dude, weird, strange dude, got my phone number and decided he said God told him abundant life was a church that could bring true deliverance and, and help shield this girl from the demonic attack because everybody that tries to leave that cult that his daddy started 
writing a satanic Bible that they go after them to kill him and his own father tried to kill him. If you don't believe these things are real, you need to open up your eyes and understand that we are in a battle. And there is forces that wage against us. Now, I'm going to tell you this. I hope that brother never calls me again. I've told people, listen, I don't want no demon-chasing ministry. I don't want no devil-delivering ministry. I just want to love God and love people. I want to talk to you about the Bible. Uh, and listen, I'll pray for you if the devil is banging on your door. But, hey, let's do it when the lights are on. James 1.27 says, Pure religion and undefiled before God and the Father is this, to visit the fatherless and widows in their affliction, listen to this last part, and to keep himself unspotted from the world. Do you realize that the church in America today has sullied itself? The church in America today has dirtied itself, has become spotted with the world, worldly music, worldly entertainment, worldly messages coming forth from pulpits in churches all across the nation, God tells us to stay unspotted from the world. 3 John 1.11 says, Beloved, do not imitate what is evil, but what is good. He who does good is of God, but he who does evil has not seen God. I want you to see this first part. This is going to help everybody that wants to know, is Abundant Life Christian Fellowship going to have trunk or treat? The answer is an emphatic no we will not have trunk or treat. Trunk or treat is evil. It is an affront to a holy God. It is mockery against the Christ who died on the cross to say that, we, well, we think we ought to have it too. We'll just put a Jesus spin on it. Christianizing Halloween is no different than if you try to Christianize crack. Let's have a crack house and we'll put Bible verses on it so everybody can smoke crack and read the Bible. That don't make it holy. Do not imitate what is evil. Churches all across the nation. Could you imagine if, if uh, some, some cult in Jacksonville sent somebody broke into your house and killed your children, and then they were having a festival next year for that cult, and I said, hey, check this out. Let's do this. We're not going to have a festival for that cult because we know that those are the people that killed your children. Uh, but we're going to have something just like it. We're going to change a couple other words, but we're still going to do copy with their children. Do you want us having a festival that imitates the festival of the people that killed one of your child? No, you do not. Why in the world would churches all across America let Christian parents dress up their children in costumes, bring little bags to anywhere to get candy? Are they imitating what is evil? Why are you so hard, Pastor? It is an affront to a holy God. It is a mockery to the Jesus that was stripped naked, beaten, bloodied, bruised and wounded and hung on a cross to die and pay for our sins that we would participate in things that are so opposing to who he is. Ezekiel 22, 26 says that her priests have violated my law and have profaned my holy things. They have put no difference between the holy and profane. Neither have they showed difference between unclean and clean. They've hid their eyes from my Sabbaths and I am profaned among them. Study this passage out, study the book of Leviticus out, study the Bible out, and you will find out God promises to curse those who refuse to put a difference between what is holy and what is unholy. 
Here's what a Christian does. A Christian messes up, slips, and does something that's unholy and then admits that it was unholy and asks God to forgive them for doing it and tries to do better. Where do you find that? The Bible says a righteous person falls six times, even seven. You can't keep falling down and getting back up uh, and, 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 unless you're saved. That's, the, that's what makes you somebody who's following God. You do wrong, but you get up. You don't say, well, I'm going to just keep doing it. In that same verse of Scripture, it says a righteous person falls six times, yea, seven, but an ungodly person falls down and stays down. Because they're like, I don't see nothing wrong with it. When you start justifying evil, you need to check your salvation. You just need to go buy yourself a T-shirt that says, I know God loves me, but I don't love him enough to be saved. Mm. Now, see, at least now we all have something in common. It's my least favorite sermon of the year. It can be yours, too. If you can't put difference between the holy and the unholy, it is a pure indicator that you are an enemy of God and the curse of God will be upon you unless you repent. Leviticus 10.10 says that you must put a difference between the holy and the unholy, between the unclean and... Well, it's just fun, Pastor. Why, why does it have to be holy or unholy? Can't it just be fun? Not when it is rooted in paganism, not when it is rooted in anti-godly behavior, not when it is in direct opposition to a God that loves us enough to send His Son to die for us, that we would say, well, I still want to do it because it's fun. Hosea 4, 6 says that my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. I don't like sharing all this information with you, but I have to answer to a holy God for every message I ever preached and every word I ever spoke. And the Bible says, as a pastor in the Lord Church, I will have to stand before God and give an answer for the oversight that I provided. And I want the people of God at this church to know that this is a bunch of ungodly behavior and we should not be trapped in it because the Bible says we should not imitate the things of the world. We should not be spotted by the evil of the world, and we should abstain from the very appearance of evil. If dressing up children like witches and ghosts and skeletons and grim reapers and going up to houses that have graveyards all up in their yard and ooh, music playing in the background and eyeballs floating in, in fountains, and if, you don't, if you can't tell that's evil, you're not even trying. 2 John 1.10 says, If anyone comes to your meeting and does not teach the truth about Christ, don't invite that person into your home or give them any kind of encouragement. Anyone who encourages such people to become a part, anyone who encourages such people becomes a partner in their evil work. I can't speak for you, but I can speak for me. I will not, and this church will not, encourage partnership in evil. Agree or disagree, it's up to you. But I want to tell you this for sure. Halloween is a religious holiday. Halloween is a spiritual holiday. You, you want to see how spiritual it is? Go to Asheville. We've been in Asheville on Halloween. Uh, my children, my sister, we've been in Asheville. Asheville has an obelisk. It's a big, giant, pencil-looking thing made out of concrete, goes up about 50 feet in the sky. It, every year at Halloween, witches gather around that big giant pencil uh, structure, statue, whatever you want to call it, 
uh, and, and, and they chant and they scream and they holler because they believe it's a portal, it's a gateway. Halloween has always been about spirits coming back from the dead on the All Hallows evening, uh, the, day, the night before All Saints Day, and they believe it is the greatest moment of spiritual activity on the planet, and there's a greater freedom for access of crossing over from there to here and here to there. You don't believe this is a spiritual holiday? Open up your mind, young person, adult, Christian, lost person, and realize this is a spiritual thing. This ain't about candy and dressing up like, well, I only dress up my child as Superman. Oh, okay. Well, that's like somebody saying, well, I only go to the crack house and smoke crack in my Sunday clothes. It still is what it is. Right is right and wrong is wrong. There is a, a man named Tom Sanguinette. He's a former high priest in the Celtic tradition of Wicca. He's a man witch, very prevalent in, in that craft. And he came out and he got saved. And this is what he said. And I'm quoting him. The modern holiday we call Halloween has its origins in the full moon closest to November 1st, which is the witch's new year. You think it's by coincidence that November 1st is the witch's new year and they spend the whole night bringing that night in in wild celebration? No, it is not. Uh, he said, it is a time where spirits and demons are supposed to be at their peak power revisiting the earth. He said, Halloween is purely and absolutely evil and there is nothing we have, we have ever or will ever do that could make participating in this ungodly behavior acceptable to a holy God. Some of you are thinking, what are you talking about, man? I'm just trying to get some candy. Let me tell you how deceptive. Because God is a creator and the devil is an imitator. Let me tell you how deceptive false religion is. Let me tell you how deceptive the devil is. You got parents who freak out if their children eat a piece of candy past 6 o'clock. You got parents who freak out if you give them a piece. Oh, don't let them have red candy. My child don't do good on red candy. Let me tell you something. That green candy ain't no better for your child. You got parents that just freak out and, and, and if, if they see their child brought home some candy from somebody, but they'll line up and spend two hours letting their child go around on the devil's night collecting candy from strangers. This makes no sense because deception is not logical. It only works when you don't have your eyes open. Let, 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 me, let me tell you a little bit about Halloween. It, it comes from the Celtic festival Samhain, S-A-M-H-A-I-N. That's the Lord of death and evil spirits. Way before Jesus came on the planet, uh, Celtic people over in Ireland and Germany uh, and Celtic areas were celebrating this, this religious holiday. Predates Christ, predates uh, Jesus coming onto the earth. Thousands of years ago, Druid priests in Britain, Ireland, Scotland, France, Germany, they observed the end of the summer by making sacrifices to their god, Samhain. They considered November 1st as the day of the dead because it was getting colder. The night was at lasting longer than the day. Leaves were falling. Things were dying. The dark side was taken over from the light side. Temperatures were dropping. They, they believed that the sun god, Muk Allah, was losing strength to Samhain, the lord of death, and overpowering him. And soon their power would reign over the power of good. I ain't trying to say nothing about people that like cold weather over hot weather. You do you. 
but they were excited. They, they believed October 31st was a time where their God, Sam Hain, assembled all the spirits who had died during the previous year uh, and, and, and had been confined uh, to come and inhabit bodies of dead people and animals and, and, and they would roam the earth. And this is why people started dressing up in costumes. Because demons, uh, uh, spirits were coming. And, and, and they were coming back to the earth. And they were walking around looking like zombies. So people that didn't want to be bothered by them thought, let's dress up like one of them so they won't bother us. That's where costumes came from. Costumes came, let's participate with what they're doing so they don't attack us and think that we are against them. So these Druid priests would lead people in, in worship ceremonies uh, where, where horses, cats, sheep, oxen, other animals were, uh, were offered to the devil. They were rounded up, stuffed into wicker cages, and burned to death. This was done to appease the god of death and to keep him from harming him. It, it, it is obvious that Halloween has always been a celebration of death. How do you think they got thousands? Study Celtic tradition. Study Druid priests. Study this date, the Night of the Dead. Study the sacrifices they made. Thousands and thousands and thousands of animals would be stuffed into cages and burned. Bonfires. Anybody ever heard, heard of bonfires this time of year? Rooted in, in this practice, very, very typical. They would take these people and these animals, put them in cages, and they would burn them to death. Druid priests and, and people that were working uh, for this sacrifice would go house to house asking people, give us something to offer to the devil or we'll put a curse on you. Hear me again. These Satan-loving working for the devil, priests and their henchmen would go house to house. We're here to collect offerings for Sam Hain. We want a calf. We want a sheep. We want a goat. Or we want one of your children. Give us something to offer or we will put a curse on you. They don't say that now when they knock on your door dressed up like a princess and Superman. They don't say give us something to offer to the devil or we will put a curse on you. But what do they say? Mm, the more things change, the more they stay the same. People still going house to house saying give us something or we'll do something evil to you. But it's just so fun. The little kids are so cute. We just like candy. Uh, okay, well, I want to see the next time you feel comfortable. You love candy so much, see me every day. I will buy a $30 bag of candy for your child every day if you'll let them sit down in front of me and eat that whole $30 bag of candy. And then we come back tomorrow and I'll get another $30 bag of candy for your child and you let your child sit down in front of me. You don't want your child getting that candy. It's more to it than that. Your eyes are closed if you want to get your eyes closed. Those people who gave to the Druid priests were promised prosperity, and those who refused were cursed and threatened. Uh, they, they believed that the wandering spirits would get hungry. So the practice of soul cakes, they would go around gathering food and say, they, these people are coming back from the dead. They're going to be hungry. Give us some food to give them. And if you set out some food for them, they, they would put a, a blessing on your house. And if you didn't, they would put a curse 
on your house. Trick-or-treat is nothing more than a reenactment of demonic sacrifices and practices that took place thousands of years ago where people that you don't know come to you and tell you, give me something or get trouble. Trick or treat, and we smile and we hand over a Snickers bar. Time to open up your eyes. Trick-or-treat is just a reenactment of this. The candy has replaced human sacrifices, but it's still an appeasement of sorts. The traditional response to those who don't trick to treat is have a trick played on them. When you give out Halloween candy, hear me good. You are, in essence, offering a sacrifice to a false god because the Bible in the New Testament, in the, in the book of Acts, Paul said anything that you give spiritually to anything other than God, you give to the devil. The sacrifices that you make, well, I'm just connecting with nature. Your connection to nature is demonic if it is not based in Christianity because the Bible says anything offered to a God that's not offered to the God is offered to the devil. Well, I just believe in the universe. The universe that is being worshipped by celebrities across the world, speak to the universe. Open up your heart to the universe, and the universe will bless you. Put out good vibes, and, and the universe will send you good vibes back. The, in that context, guess what the universe has become? The devil. When you're looking at something to bring blessing into your life, and it is not God, the Scripture plainly declares what you are offering to that false religion is being offered to the devil. The jack-o'-lantern. All y'all want to carve up a pumpkin. I'm just here to educate you. God is holding me responsible for speaking the truth to the people of God. The jack-o'-lantern has it. Now, I ain't got no problem with a pumpkin. I don't like pumpkin. Don't make me no uh, what, what, pumpkin pie. Come on, y'all. Let me, you got pecan pie, you got pumpkin pie. Uh, you got apple pie, you got pumpkin pie. You got any kind of pie. I like pumpkin. Okay, go on, do you. I ain't mad at pumpkin pie. I'm just here to educate you. The jack, in, in the occult, uh, in, in the book, Occult Conceit, on page 190, it says the candlelit pumpkin or skull served as a signal to mark those farmhouses and homes that were sympathetic to Satanists and deserving of mercy, to get the, the treat and not the curse. And that's how the night began. They would put up a jack-o'-lantern in their window, throw a candle in it to let the Druid priest know, hey, don't, don't step to us, we're on your side. Mm. But I already got my jack-o'-lantern. Listen, I already had three gallons of whole grain alcohol in my trunk. When I got saved, you remember them gallon jugs of, 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 of white lightning? Uh, my, my sweet church sister uh, got, get, turned me into an alcoholic. Listen, let me, I, I, was, I, was telling, I think I was telling Elder Jimmy this week, let me let you know when you know you're an alcoholic. When you walk out to your car in Florida on a 95-degree day because your body is hurting for alcohol and you just need to pick up a plastic jug with 130-degree Everclear in it, and Everclear says right on the bottle, don't drink this straight because it will burn your esophagus. And you just chug as much of that Everclear in your body as you can just so you can go back in the building and deal with folk. Here's a hint. You're an alcoholic. 
but I already bought my jack-o'-lantern. I already had three bottles, three-gallon jugs of Everclear in my trunk that I poured out right up the street. You know where Lambing Road is, Jimmy? I poured out all my liquor on Lambing Road. Uh, what was I doing on Lambing? Well, I spent more time over there than I should have. And listen, stay off Lambing Road. It ain't a moment, but still, 40 years later, is it a spot to be? Not a spot to be. Don't let the fact that you've already prepared for something. Call, listen, if God saved you for real, and, 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 and you still had about $50 worth of crack, $100 worth of liquor, you, you could go on and say, well, you know, Pastor said God don't like waste. And it wouldn't be responsible for me not to smoke up this weed right now. No, God would have you to get rid of what is evil. Abstain from even the appearance of evil. In, in the World Book Encyclopedia, this is a quote right out of the World Book Encyclopedia. The apparently harmless lighted pumpkin face of the jack-o'-lantern is an ancient symbol of a damned soul. The story of Jack of the Lantern, a.k.a. Jack O'Lantern, that's where that comes from, Jack of the Lantern. Jack of the Lantern did not give a sacrifice. Jack was a farmer didn't give a sacrifice to Sam Hain, so they cursed Jack to carry a lantern and wander the earth as a damned soul looking for a body to re-inhabit. That's Jack of the lantern, a damned soul standing in your window letting the world know, oh, we're, we're down with the cause. Costumes, I already told you about costumes. Here's some more about that. Uh, they originated with Druid death rites, as people and animals were screaming in agony while being burned to death in cages. Observers would dress up in costumes made of animal skins and animal heads. They would dance and chant and jump through the fire, hoping to ward off the evil spirits, dressing up like them so they wouldn't be the next person stuffed in a cage and to be attacked. They would celebrate as human sacrifices were being given. I want to tell you something. Listen, you're not going to believe this. You're not going to appreciate this. But there are men in this room, I promise you, there are men in this room that know somebody, women in this room that know somebody, that every time they see a fire, they want to run, jump through it. Mm. The devil likes people to run and jump through fire. You know why? He's hoping your trip fall face down in it and become his next sacrifice. Halloween is not just rooted in pagan holiday. It's rooted in the worst kind of pagan worship. The Bible tells us in Ephesians 5 to have no fellowship with the works of darkness. Halloween's been diluted a little bit, but there's obviously nothing Christ-honoring about that day. It's pagan, it's evil, and God's Word commands us to do away with it. 1 Corinthians 10.20 says, The things which the Gentiles sacrifice, they sacrifice to devils. And not to God. And I would not that you should have fellowship with devils. There's the verse I was talking to you earlier about. They think that they're just giving something away to the universe, giving it to money. Listen, they had to finally move Ronnie Van Zandt's body off Jacksonville Memorial Cemetery. I know you've been, you, I, you probably poured out whiskey. Did you pour out drink on Johnny Van Zandt? Oh, I, I remember what you did. Um, Every real drug addict and 
and drunk that grew up in Jacksonville that was alive. Leonard Skinner plane crash when I was in junior high school. We were influential. We, 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 we were Southern Rock, uh, Leonard Skinner, the whole west side of Jacksonville. You think the west side of Jacksonville listen to Leonard Skinner, Jimmy? Listen, my kids will tell you, you can't go to a live music performance anywhere in the world without hearing somebody scream out, play Freebird. Isn't that right? I was, in, I was in Hawaii years ago. One dude up there on a weird, whatever that little fake guitar is them Hawaiians used. Huh? Somebody yelled out, play Freebird. I'm thinking, have you heard Freebird? You think this man can work an 11-minute guitar solo on ding They put Johnny Van Zandt's body, or Ronnie Van Zandt's body in the ground uh, next to the Orange Park Mall, call it Jacksonville Memorial Garden. It ain't in Jacksonville, so that's already stupid. They got so tired of every morning picking up Jack Daniels bottles, drugs, and alcohol Everybody I grew up with that was in that scene that me and my sister grew up in would, go, would get so high, they just felt, we, we, need, to, we need to go out there with Ronnie and, and just pour some liquor on his grave, just, just smoke a joint with Ronnie. It's a dead drug addict, alcoholic rock star. He ain't even there. Take a guess where he's at. How dare you? Listen, there's a heaven to gain and a hell to shun. And if you don't choose God of the Bible, I ain't talking about some God out there. I'm not talking about your hookup with God. I'm not talking about the deal you've got with God. I'm talking about the holy God of this book that says the only way you can come to him is through salvation, through Jesus Christ, repentance of your sins. Hell will be your portion. Stay away from evil things. Dr. John MacArthur said, and I quote, dressing up like witches, ghosts, and goblins is completely incompatible with Christian life. And I agree. Here's a stat for you, and I'm almost done. You can quit the church after this service. More children are killed in car accidents and hurt and sent to the hospital in slip and fall accidents on Halloween than any other night of the year. Fact. Look it up. CDC information easily accessible online more children have slip and fall accidents and more children are hit and killed on halloween well pastor obviously because there are more children out on halloween night and so obviously there'd be more children that would slip and fall and obviously because there are so much many more children out on halloween night of course they're going to get run over and killed by a car because there are so many more children out it's just a number of percentage it's just a, it's a mathematical equation it's a statistical uh, anomaly that if you put more children out on the sidewalks, more children are going to fall. Pastor Scott, you should know this. You say you understand math. You should know that if we just flood the streets with children and children and children and children, that of course, some of them are going to get hit by cars and run over. Stop putting your children out on the most dangerous night of the year because hear me good, the devil still wants a child sacrifice on Halloween and some child is going to get sacrificed in 2020. And some parent is going to be like, I never thought my baby would get run over by a car on trick-or-treat. 
Your baby went out because you let your baby go out. You be the boss. God made you the parent. The CDC says that four times as many children age 5 to 15 are killed while walking on Halloween evening compared to any other night of the year. That's what you want your child to do? You wouldn't even move into a neighborhood. If you moved, if, if you, you're looking at a house, Jessica's showing you a house. She wouldn't. She, she knows the neighborhood. If your realtor was showing you a house, and they're like, uh, let me just tell you before you sign on this house, this street right here that this house is on, uh, every year four times as many children get killed on this street than any other street in the neighborhood. Oh, bet that. Let's go. That's the neighborhood you want, right? No, that is not where you want to put your children. Statistical fact. You can look it up. I'm not making up any of these numbers. All these numbers are documented. James 4.4 says, you adulterers and adulteresses, know you not that friendship with the world is enmity with God? Whosoever, therefore, will be a friend of the world is the enemy of God. Trunk or treat, friendly and up to Halloween. Churches having, listen, we wanted to do chili on a night where it might be some cool temperature. And we can push it further into the year because we got other events to deal with in November and December on the calendar. If you've ever been in church, you understand those months get heavy and busy with activity. So we looked at what night that we could have it in October. And I, I said, well, one night I promise you we ain't having it on. It's, 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 it's on the 24th by design and not the 31st because we're not having a fall festival on Halloween night because all that is is an excuse for parents that want to let their kids celebrate Halloween to put a, tw a Jesus twist on the devil's holiday. I don't care what type of whipped cream you spray on top of dog poop. It still ain't worth eating. Mm. Let him who have ears to hear, hear what the Spirit said to the church. 1 John 2.15 says, Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not. But I love Halloween. It's my, I've had people in this church tell me it's their favorite holiday. And listen, I'm waiting for you. Every year I preach this. I was telling somebody this last night. Every year that I've preached this sermon, some family have left abundant life. Because Halloween's my favorite holiday. And I just don't believe I should go to a church that don't support Halloween. So if, you're at, if your question is, well, what should we do, Pastor? My answer is going to be the same. Do what you want to do. If I ride by your house and see you all decked out with witches and ghosts and goblins and graveyards and the grim reaper in your house, I'm not going to sweat you. I'm not going to disrespect you. I'm not going to think any less of you. You do you. If, if that's what you want to do, I'm not upset with you. I don't view you any less in my mind than, than, than I did before I knew that about you. We all have issues, amen? We're all in our process. If you're in your process and you're still processing your love for Halloween and glorification of all that is evil, I'm not going to look down on you, think bad about you, think different about you. Do what you want to do. I'm still going to be, can we, come, can we keep coming to church even though, you know, we got the biggest whorehouse on, on, on the block? Yes, of course. You can still come to church jacked up as you are. What, what, if, we just, what if I just had a hidden camera on all of y'all? And I just started right here with Deacon West. I said, all right, we're going to look at the worst 32 seconds of Deacon West's life this week. 
You ready for me to get to you? Or you want to say, Pastor, let's just, let's just love and forgive each other freely because God loves us and forgives us freely. I'm not mad at you. You do what you do, but I need to tell you the truth because that's what God put me on this planet to do. But Christians need to come out of the closet and stop participating in demonic rituals. That's, that's a good start. 2 Corinthians 6.14 says, Don't team up with those who are unbelievers. How can righteousness be a partner with wickedness? How can light live with darkness? If you can't see that Halloween is dark, you just don't care. And you don't want to see. Verse 15 says, Where, What harmony can there be between Christ and the devil? How can a believer partner with an unbeliever? And what union can there be between God's temple and idols? For we are the temple of the living God. As God said, I will live in them and walk among them, and I will be their God, and they will be my people. Listen to verse 17, and I'm finishing. Therefore, come out from among unbelievers and separate yourself from them, says the Lord. Don't touch their filthy things, and I will welcome you. God said, don't touch their filthy things, and I will welcome you. Now, I've taught you biblical principles, one of them being the principle of inference, what is being inferred. If God said, don't touch their filthy things, and I will welcome you, guess what's going to happen if you touch their filthy things? He will not welcome you. You got a choice to make. Are we all going to pick right every time? No. We're not all going to pick right every time. Do all sin and come short of the glory of God? Yes. They all, all sin and come short of the glory of God. Does Pastor Scott stumble and fall? Yes. Pastor Scott stumbles and falls. Do every Christian on the planet stumble and fall? Yes. Every Christian on the planet stumbles and falls. But they don't willingly go out and spend money and decorate their house and lay it all out for the devil with joy and glee when they know better. And if you know better, you ought to do better. Everything about this holiday is evil. Haunted houses are not for the people of God. What about Christian judgment houses and alternative houses and good Christian fun scare houses? None of that. The Bible said don't imitate what's evil. We're just so worried about how many people come to church. In case you ain't worried, in case you ain't noticed yet, how many people show up to church is not on my top ten or 2,000 lists. If it was, I'd preach shorter. I'd tell you how great and wonderful you are, like all these other mega churches. God loves you, and he's so proud of you, and we're just so glad you came today. We couldn't live without you. Come on, man. That ain't in the Bible. The movies that come out this year are horrible. Dressing up your kids and calling it fun is dangerous because the devil's a deceiver. And he wants to deceive us. Last verse I'm going to give you. 2 Corinthians eleven fourteen says, But I'm not surprised. Even Satan disguises himself as an angel of light. Let me tell you what the trick of the devil is. To get you to think, it's just fun. It's not bad. It's not evil. Pastor Scott's just old and bent. I'm old and I'm bent. But it's still evil. Do some research. Google it. Find out for yourself. But it's just, it's just good fun. No. The devil, listen, the devil is not going to show up at your door in a red suit with horns and a pitchfork and let you know, I'm, try I'm here to destroy you. He shows up in fun, in ways to lure you into the wrong thing. Deception. 
catch this and I'm done. This is going to go over your head if you ain't brilliant. But if you're brilliant, you're going to see this is profound. Deception is deceptive. Am I right? Well, if it was wrong, I'd know it was wrong. Deception is deceptive. Well, I don't see anything wrong with it. I personally enjoy it. It's one of my favorite times of year, and I've never had a problem with it. Deception is deceptive. No, I can't. Uh, I'm, not, not, I'm, I'm too smart to be tricked by the devil like that. Really, take a look at your life and the good inventory where you're really at, and then tell me how brilliant you are. Every one of us in this room can be deceived. And a lot of the body of Christ has been deceived. I see these churches. I ride past a big old giant church on my way home, and they got, the, they got, they got a sign for their church. probably costs more than anything we own. And it is a big old digital sign with lots of colors and flashing lights, and it says, Trunk or Treat, all are welcome. And I'm thinking, these people are going to dress their kids up, and they're going to go to that church, and they're going to take candy that they're going to rot their teeth out of their mouth, and they're going to cry when mom and daddy take their candy away from them. Church is trying to placate people, trying to use any one of the largest churches uh, in North Florida every year for Easter has Olin Mills Photography Studio show up to their church, and they have the Easter bunny in the foyer, and they take everybody gets a free 8 by 10 that comes to church that day. Come and have your picture taken with the Easter bunny. And, and, and guess what? It's their highest attended service of the year. Not to honor Christ. Not to talk resurrection. And I asked the pastor about it. I said, you really believe God wants you using myths and fables and fairy tales and anti-Christian me? He said, man, we just want to get them in so they can hear the Bible. So you can't find a different way than by using things that oppose God? That, 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 that's like you telling me you, you, you just really want uh, uh, Nancy Rich to come over and, and, uh, and enjoy lunch with you. Let me tell you what. If you spend the first 15, if you spend the whole time inviting her, cursing out her husband and her kids and talking evil about her family and wishing hate and pain on everything that she loves, uh, are you really eating lunch with that crowd? Not a chance. If you're not willing to draw a line between what's right and what's wrong, that's on you. Make your choice. I'm just a messenger. Quit the church if you want to. Leave. Listen. All this opposition been coming at the preaching over the last four weeks. Um, there are people that are not happy that other folk are getting saved. There are people that are not happy that people are growing in their word. There are people that, are, and there's an undermining effort going on. And I want you to hear me good, and, and we're going to get out of here. I have heard this week noise that have been coming out of people's mouths, members of this church, bad-mouthing this church, bad-mouthing the ministry of this church, wondering if they don't need to be here, wondering if their season is up, wondering if maybe they're praying that God would give them a sign if it's time to leave. Listen, let me say this. I'm going to say this before I ask you for the offering. If you're asking God to give you a sign, maybe you shouldn't be at Abundant Life. Maybe it's not the church for you. Maybe Pastor Scott ain't all that. Maybe I need to find a better church. I'm just asking God. Uh, if you got doubts, you got questions, and you want a special sign from God, I'm going to give you a sign right now. Here's the sign. 
if you are if you are if you are doubting whether or not this is a true ministry in the church God wants you to be in, and you just want God to give you a sign, you you need a, a real definite sign from God. Here's the sign. For, and this is only for the people that are doubting. This is only for the people that want a sign from God to see if they should stay. Here's your sign from God. I'm going to let go of this napkin if it hits the ground and you're supposed to leave. There's your sign. You just, you just, need, you just needed that proof. You just needed God to give you a nudge that, that this ain't the right place for you. There's a church on every corner. And you're welcome to go to any church you want to go to, but I promise you this, we're not going to partner with evil. And I'm going to stand up here every time God gives me breath, and I'm going to preach the truth from only one book, and there's only one God that I'm going to talk about, and there's only one way to heaven that I'm going to talk about, and there's only one resurrected Lord, Jesus Christ. And if you want to be involved with a church like that, you're welcome to stay. If you want to rise up and get, listen, I encourage you to get before you open your mouth and you sow discord one more time. I encourage you to rise up and to leave this place before your name gets to me, hearing that you have been sowing discord in the family of God. Because the Bible says there's six things that God hates, and the seventh is an abomination unto him. And the worst thing you can do is sow discord among the people of God. You wouldn't want somebody coming into your home trying to get your children to hate each other or trying to get your children not to love mommy or daddy. So if you're wondering, best thing you can do is ride out or repent. Well, Pastor, it sounds like you already know it's me. I guess I should just leave. I believe in reconciliation above all things. I believe we ought to stick together and straighten up and fly right. I believe we ought to link arms and decide in spite of our differences, let's learn how to love God and serve God together. But if you ain't that kind of creature, hey, you know what they say, kick rocks and flip-flops. God is doing something here. If you want to be a part of it, you're welcome. If you don't want to be a part of it, you're not welcome to undermine the ministry of the Lord's church. You're not welcome to go to members of this church and badmouth the ministry of this church. You're not welcome to talk about other Christians behind their back because the Bible says if you've got a problem with somebody, you should go to them. And I am on a war path to drive out gossipers from this church. I am on a mission to drive out evil people from this church because I believe our time is short, and if we're ever going to do anything for God, we got to do it now. And I'm looking for people that want to do something to, for, for God in their lifetime to say, I'll put my differences aside, and I'll put my bitterness aside, I'll put my hurt and my pain aside, and I will live my life for the glory of God in unity with the body of Christ. Pray with me. God, thank you for loving us. Thank you for loving me in spite of me, God. Thank you for loving all of us more than we deserve. God, I pray that you would open our eyes to see how great you are and to not partner with things that oppose you. God, I pray that you would give repentance to every evil mouth, every mouth of judgment that has risen up to, to criticize and condemn. I pray you bring repentance into their life, God. I pray that you would bring unity. I pray that you would bring love and, 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 and oneness 
to this church. Help us, God, to love each other in spite of difference. Help us, God, to love each other when we disagree. God, even for those who disagree with everything that I've said today, help us, God, to still walk in love. Help us to walk in unity. Help us not to judge, criticize, and condemn each other. You've given us forgiveness freely, and we choose to give forgiveness to each other freely and without reservation. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to the AOCF Sound Doctrine Podcast. And visit us on the web at aocfnow.org. Your financial support for this ministry allows us to share the gospel around the world. Your support is greatly appreciated. If you would like to give a donation, please go to aocfnow.org. Abundant Life Christian Fellowship Church. Loving God, loving people.